policy and foreign in the post coronavirus world foreign policy Hello, 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 hello everyone. Hello, hello, hello everyone. One more time again, it's the World Conspiracy Talk Show with your host, Andrew P. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Hello, hello, hello everyone. One more time again, it's the World Conspiracy Talk Show with your host, Andrew P. And the Conspiracy Radio, up in Sheer FM Radio. And today we're gonna discuss a very delicate topic, a very serious, serious, realistic issue. And today's topic is China. Okay, listeners, today's topic of discussion is China. And we are going to visit a few issues, go through a few things few details, few dots, few crosses of T's to visit the issue of China, okay? Because everyone out there is saying China, China, China. So we visit the issue of China and World Conspiracy Talk Show with your host Andrew P. And I want to say hello to all of my listeners who tune in to the World Conspiracy Talk Show with your host, Andrew P. And today's topic of discussion is China. Serious issue, serious things. Okay, we see in where Chinese rapid advancement is taking over many parts in the world many countries even jeopardizing many works for many ordinary people out in the western atmosphere and many other region okay and we see where china economic rise is threatening the rise of the west meaning for instance China rise chatting to America economy, business, the UN, and the global financial structure. Okay? So those are a few things we want to get clear. So without no further delay, we get the program started with China. Shocking news. World conspiracy deep state elite funding okay so we are going to visit the topic of china 
without no further delay. In the post coronavirus. So with no further delay, we visit the topic of China. In the post-coronavirus world, foreign policy and foreign trade decisions have become a matter of dilemma for countries around the world. A cold war has broken out between China and the United States, and the Donald Trump-led U.S. has left with very few options for the world's nations. The United States has now made it clear to the United Kingdom, either you are with us, or against us in this polarizing world. As per a report by The Guardian, in the ongoing talks of a free trade deal between the UK and the US, the US government has told the UK that the island nation has to make a choice. The United... Okay. Okay. So there we see the first issue. Okay. We take on the first issue. The first is the first issue of point. Okay. There is threats coming from the Donald Trump administration in America. Not really threats, but they are warning to Britain in their trade deal, where we see where the American president and his administration are letting the Prime Minister from Britain know that it will come down to the time where they got to choose between business with America or with the Chinese. Okay? Trade business and other business. And as we, we and as we replay it, you can examine it for yourself. Then we debate. A free trade deal between the either you are with us or against us in a matter of dilemma for countries around the world. A cold war has broken out between China and the United States, and the Donald Trump-led U.S. has left with very few options for the world's nations. The United States has now made it clear to the United Kingdom, either you are with us or against us in this polarizing world. Okay, so there you add it. There you go. Uh, there you get it. Where the American president making the Prime Minister of Great Britain, the UK, knowing that he got to make his choice. The Prime Minister of Britain got to choose between China and America, which one they want to do business with and which one they do better business with. Okay. As per a report by the, the United States has now made it clear to the United Kingdom, either you are with us or against us in this polarizing world. As per a report by The Guardian, in the ongoing talks of a free trade deal between the UK and the US, the US government has told the UK that the island nation has to make a choice. The United States' primary objective is to shun Huawei, 
the Chinese company which has been given a contract to roll out the UK's 5G network infrastructure. The US government has alleged that Huawei was snooping on US military secrets and supplying it to the Chinese military. And okay, so there you have one more example of world conspiracy, deep state elite funding tricks. So if I am to get it right, okay, as according to the report, the report is saying this is a payback for the UK signing the deal with Huawei and China. Okay. So there we have the world conspiracy surrounding China and the issue and where America is alleging that Chinese use Huawei technology and the 5G to stole American military information and share it with the L with their military in China. Okay. That's not coming from my mouth. I'm just recapping what the report said. So there we goes the great dilemma with China and America and the world. Question one, is this a real dilemma situation? Or is it just pure world conspiracy, deep state elite plot to keep the people eyes disguised from the truth? I don't know. Maybe it can be. I have seen even in the report where the UN, the United Kingdom, financial trading are planning right now to substitute America for doing business with China. So if I may put it right and clear that everyone can listen, so they are thinking of using China to do most of their business instead of America. Question number two, is China going to be the next world power? Question number three, is there going to be a war in the world between the West and China? mainly America. Trump administration is pushing. The U.S. government has alleged that Huawei was snooping on U.S. military secrets and supplying it to the Chinese military. And now, Trump administration is pushing every country to shut the door to the Chinese technology giant. A British finance official said, the U.S. government seems to want to use the pandemic to cut off China from the global economy to onshore manufacturing and redesign the global economy, to reprioritize around security while saying you can't have China as part of the system because of how they behave. The official added, is this electioneering rhetoric or is it potentially much more dangerous, a desire to have a different global economy where China isn't part of the system? The U.S.-U.K. Free trade deal 
could be announced before the U.S. presidential election in November 2020 so that Trump could use it to set the economic agenda for elections. Trump administration is using a clause called Article 30, previously used in the U.S.-Canada-Mexico trade deal. The clause binds the signing countries to shun non-market economies like China. Article 30 specifies that if one of the current North American free trade agreement, the NAFTA partners, sign a free trade deal with a non-market economy such as China, the other NAFTA partners can quit in six months and form their own bilateral trade pacts. Once the UK signs the trade deal with a similar Article 30, the USA would drive the UK's foreign and trade policy away from China, and that is what British diplomats are worried about. The report by The Guardian reads, the proposed clause is based on Article 30 of the US-Mexico-Canada agreement that locks out non-market economies. Although the UK does not formally oppose such clauses, British diplomats are worried that in the current context, it would give the USA extensive and unbalanced leverage over UK's policy towards China. Given the fact that the UK was among the first countries to deal with Huawei to roll out 5G, dumping contracts would practically end China-UK relations, and the US wants exactly that. Through this free trade deal, the US also wants to show the European Union that after Brexit, it is Washington and not Brussels that would set the agenda for the UK. EU is still willing to cooperate with China as it helped Beijing to get entry into the alternative appellate body for trade resolution within the WTO, to which the US is not part of. Britain's Foreign Minister Dominic Raab has already stated no more business as usual with China. Moreover, members of Boris Johnson's Conservative Party have already demanded that the country needs to cancel the deal with Huawei and demand repatriation of £350 billion from China for damaging the UK's economy with the coronavirus pandemic. Given the special relationship the UK enjoys with the United States, which every president, including Donald Trump, affirms, it is no rocket science to predict which way the British government would go this time. The two so there you had it. There you had it. There you have it. World conspiracy. Deep state. Deep state funding elite. So if I am to get this right, okay, America is threatening Britain with their financial ties with China and also threatening other countries and influencing others, other countries to back out of deal with China and to not trade with China and all trade private groups where they block China out. Isn't this world conspiracy? Deep state funding elite tricks to keep the people eyes blindfolded from the real issue and the real fact which is one of the real issue and the real fact okay China has turned out lower cost product for the poorer class people in the world many of them may not be good 
Okay. Rapid investment. Cheaper products. Can the US and the West match up with China rapid vast improvement without starting a world war which would plunge the world economy in more devastation which will plunge the world in starvation which will cause the world a next world war three and plunge the world in total chaos so why are america under this president and his regime is choosing to fight china and huawei at this time Is he really sincere? Does he mean the people good in America and the world? Or is it just an election strategy? And you're listening to the World Conspiracy Talk Show where we deal with facts, not HBO and Cinemax. We does not teach the people and tell the people about alien landing in Roswell. Bigfoot believes and UFO. This is a world conspiracy talk show where we deal with real conspiracy issues. So, is the president of America really sincere or is it just a political stunt or an ex world conspiracy deep state elite? So, we see election due to take place in America. So we see all kind of hot-headed things keep coming out. But the problem is, how can, how can the president of America lead a fight against China when there's clear instance and evidence in more than one issues, more than one way, where there is financial ties and corruption between him and China. For instance, the tallest building in Manhattan, which owns by President Trump, I heard it out of his own mouth on a news report where he said he got that building to buy due to a war with a deal with the Bank of China, where he make a deal with the Bank of China, where he leased them the tallest building up at the top. Plus, right now, he owes the Bank of China over $110 million or billion dollar. So is the president of America really sincere or it is just world conspiracy to get the people in the world or in America mainly well hyped up for the election? Rich within is playing with dangerous fire. And none of them is different because Joe Biden has deep connection with the Chinese too. 
Okay. They are all in together with the Chinese financially. The Chinese have them in their pockets. America debt to the Chinese right now is huge. They owe the Chinese a huge amount of money. Don't mention other countries in the world. This is how China could manipulate the WHO, the National Health Organization, where I call it the National Aid Organization, where they hid, they hid and hide the coronavirus truth from the world and the people for China. It wasn't just the WHO who cooked this up. The WHO alone could not pull this rabbit out the hat itself. The reason why this happened and the WHO failed to brand coronavirus as a world pandemic, they failed to even pass on the message to people that it would pass on from human to human contact. It's all because Chinese of all these so-called leading countries in the West in their pockets. It just doesn't go nowhere else. There's no way in the world WHO could pull off such a thing without the help from leading countries in the world. So this is how China could cover up the coronavirus. It was when it reached and peak where it peaked out of China into Korea, Italy, and many other countries. That's when the WHO really planned to brand it a world pandemic. Why did the WHO fail to brand it a world pandemic for morning? Why did the WHO play down the notion of it transmitting through human contact. Why in the beginning they praise the Chinese for how they're handling the situation? Which the situation end up out of control, infecting people worldwide. Businesses got to close down. You think the WHO and China one could pull such rabbit out the hat? No, they could not. They have leading world countries back them. And if you believe that China and the WHO could pull such act on their own, well, you are a big someone who believe in balloons and candy, and I have a lot can sell you or give you. And notice, notice, notice these people lies. It came from a bat in a wet market in Wuhan, where I call Wu-Tang. It came from a bat and a pengling. A bat which flies in the air, does not live on the ground. A bat which comes out special time only at night. A pengling who is a ground creature. 
there is no connection within that to say yes unless the bat had a send-off party when someone was catching him to send off to the wet market where he invite the pengling or other animals retreating that scrap the who pine finger at the president of america said he get the information long time before and did not act the president of america pines back finger and the who so the blame game begins so in all this we may never know the truth really what happened isn't it world conspiracy deep state funding elite and don't even mention they're hyping up of debt i was listening to the news the other day even last week and the other week where the news report said that basically what the news was saying is that the numbers of debt that they give us said that said people died by corona was over was overblown for instance it was only 10 and they put it at 50. That's what I sit and, and heard and watch on their news. Don't even mention the doom, gloom. They, they predict how much people would be dying. At first, it was no cure. And anyone who have it is doomed. Now it is a different story they are giving us. Total different, different story they are giving us. Is these words from the president of America legitimate or is it just world conspiracy, deep state funding elite to keep the people eyes blindfolded from the truth? With all of these things which is happening, the truth may just get diluted and lost. So within one to two weeks after the coronavirus lockdown was just taking time to lift up, we see where George Floyd came into play. Now, the other day, few days ago, you have the India-China standoff. Now, Trump is threatening UK, the United Kingdom, and many other countries that this is the time to choose between America or China. So, is all these things election stunt for the president of America, or is it legitimate or is it just world conspiracy, deep state funding elite? I don't know. Pay attention. We will see.
President Trump moves to make big policy changes between the U.S. and Hong Kong. It comes after the CCP passed its so-called national security law. China's latest push on Hong Kong has sparked various responses. From humanitarian assistance to not considering sanctions, here's how different countries are reacting. The Chinese communist regime's mass spending on other rich. But China's premier revealed over 600 million Chinese live below the poverty line. Overseas plaintiffs suing the Chinese regime over the virus now fear their families may face retaliation. One such man tells us his story. And the UK wants to form a pact with 10 nations to develop their own 5G tech in efforts to reduce dependence on China's Huawei. Welcome to China In Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. President Trump today taking heavy action in light of the CCP's encroachment on Hong Kong. He says U.S.-Hong Kong policies will be reformed to reflect the eroding freedoms of an autonomous region that's no longer autonomous enough. The president made clear on Friday that the relationship between the U.S. and Hong Kong will change to reflect the Chinese Communist Party's encroachment on the special region. China has replaced its promised formula of one country, two systems with one country, one system. Therefore, I am directing my administration to begin the process of eliminating policy exemptions that give Hong Kong different and special treatment. By doing this, President Trump is moving to treat Hong Kong. So there you go. There we go again. There we go. Voice of the president, which everyone in the world knows, you cannot keep this man by his word. This man will say anything when he see the camera. This man will make any speak, any speech worse in an election year. How is he? The president of America, Donald Trump, going to lead a campaign against China or any war. When he owes the Bank of China over $110 billion, isn't it world conspiracy? World deep state funding elite? These guys drink champagne together, eat caviar. They're just playing with our minds, taking the people for a dry ride. So, are you telling me the President of America cares about job in America when they were the same one who signed all these papers and deal for China to leave all the way where there is to come and take over because they need China money? Chinese didn't get up one day and just take a plane, come to America and start manufacturing and take over. These were backdoor deals signed behind the box of the people. Ask those guys up in Capitol Hill, White House and Congress. They all were a part of it. They all profit from it even till this day. Meaning, you know, all these big capitalists, these guys are capitalists. 
entrepreneurs. You know how they collect from it. These guys buy the goods from China, from little, for little and nothing. Okay. Ship these containers of goods to America and many other places. Because these are the people who are making all the money off it. It's not just the little poor people, the ordinary people, the ordinary working class may end up selling some Chinese things and making a little money. But that's not where the profit is. That's not where it, it hurts. These big capitalist entrepreneurs are the ones who ship all these containers of goods from China. For instance, they pay $200 for the whole container, but they make $200,000 out of it or probably $200 million. It's world conspiracy, deep state funding elite. Now this fake president, which is fake, and even the CNN news which carrying it, is talking about war when he owns China over $110 billion. The Bank of China... They are still in his building in Manhattan, in New York. And we all know the Bank of China doesn't independently run itself. Everything in China run by the communist government. So on one hand, they are sanctioning people, poorer class, lower class workers and business people do not do deals with Chinese, nor have nothing to do with them, but behind closed doors, they are the same one who making the deals and doing it. It's world conspiracy, deep state funding elite. And you got to pick the mat out your eye before you can pick it out someone else's eye. Kong more like mainland China in trade trapping policy exemptions that give Hong Kong different and special treatment. By doing this, President Trump is moving to treat Hong Kong more like mainland China in trade, travel, and other areas. This comes after Beijing passed its so-called National Security Bill, a bill that would let the CCP target any activities related to supposed secession, subversion, infiltration, or sabotage in Hong Kong. Trump said all agreements would be affected with few exceptions, but besides policy changes, he pointed to punishment for Hong Kong and Beijing officials who participated in smothering the city's autonomy. The United States will also take necessary steps to sanction PRC and Hong Kong officials directly or indirectly involved in eroding Hong Kong's autonomy and so and just if you take a look, smothering, absolutely smothering Hong Kong's freedom. Trump said the State Department will also update its U.S. travel advisory to reflect the increased danger of surveillance and punishment by the regime's security systems. He mentioned that the extradition treaty and dual-use technologies agreements would also be impacted, but he didn't go into detail. Miguel Moreno, NTD News. U.S. markets rallied after Trump held off from imposing new sanctions or tariffs on China. Investors aren't fans of the escalating trade war between the two countries. President Trump made the bombshell announcement. There you go. And I will play it again. The reporter said investors are not really fond of it. Not really fond of it.
Far from imposing new sanctions or tariffs on China, investors aren't fans of the escalating trade war between the two countries. President Trump made the bombshell announcement today that Hong Kong's special trade and economic relations with the U.S. are no more. What does this mean for Hong Kong, China, and the U.S.? An expert explains. The U.S. treats trading with Hong Kong differently than with mainland China thanks to the 1992 U.S.-Hong Kong Policy Act. Revoking that status has major implications for the city's role as an international financial center. The region is also home to many international companies' headquarters. Over 1,300 U.S. companies operate in Hong Kong. Of them, nearly 300 have their regional headquarters in the city. And there you go. Over 1,300 American companies operated in Hong Kong have even their headquarters in Hong Kong. These aren't policy of the ordinary people in America and our world. These are big corporate companies which have linked to the government. State funding. These things have to, have to sign and pass on. How did these, came, did these company end up in China? Most of them even headquarters in China. I guess the Chinese government used some disappearing trick to get these companies disappeared on there. They just wake up one morning and their company appear in China. It's all world conspiracy deep state funding elite. And they may have pumped up people in the wrong way. over 85,000 companies. Kong, China, and the U.S., an expert explains. The U.S. treats trading with Hong Kong differently than with mainland China thanks to the 1992 U.S.-Hong Kong Policy Act. Revoking that status has major implications for the city's role as an international financial center. The region is also home to many international companies' headquarters. Over 1,300 U.S. companies operate in Hong Kong. Of them, nearly 300 have their regional headquarters in the city. And over 85... 300, nearly 300 of them have their headquarters down there. What, does, what do my listeners think about that? Did these businesses and these people went to sleep one night and wake up in China? No. It's all world conspiracy deep state funding elite plots. They are the same one who signed off on all these bills and all these deals. So they sanction you and me, the ordinary people, for doing business with communist countries. But who's going to sanction them for doing the biggest business? With the same communists, they are sanctioning other people, countries and other people and other businesses not to do business with them. They are doing business with them. It's world conspiracy, deep state funding elite. 
And these are the things these people use to keep the people separated, pumping us up. Next thing you might have a march and demonstration with people down New York Street crying out we need Chinese business to lock. Meanwhile, these guys, the president and these guys in White House, the Capitol Hill and Congress, they eat caviar and drink champagne with these guys. They do big business with the Bank of China. America and Britain, United Kingdom, and many of them hold China money for debt. Majority of American debt is all a majority of American debt. It's China money. China bought up all their debts. But they are going to sanction you and me and the ordinary people and the small entrepreneur business people for doing business with them. How did these almost 300 companies' headquarters reach in China? And how does these 100 and odd companies packed up and went to China? They were the one and the so-called fake news media was putting the notion down the people shout and the people brain that it's cheaper goods in China, cheaper labor. So Nike and all these companies packed up and went down there. They didn't went on their own. You can't go to a communist country and do business on your own when the government of America consider that country as a communist country and have embargoment and sanction and other business and people and people country. This was legitimized and give the rubber stamp and the approval by the White House. Believe it or not. And they are trying to play on the notion of our brains. For people in the world to hate the Chinese. When at the end of the day, their country was in debt and they run to China, Bank of China, for money to help bail out their debt. They are not telling the people of America and many more countries these things. If China did not come to their rescue, probably the economy in America would be 10 times greater or worse. They just can't keep up. We see even the other day in coronavirus. Big, big, big America. Big, big companies. They could hardly keep up with the demand for face masks. They didn't have even any. They even putting out laws which restricting people from buying the original one. So how are these people going to keep up with China vast turning out of manufactured goods, cheap goods and cheap labor. They all swallowed the pie and the pill, signed the deal, and they all went to China drinking champagne, eating caviar, oh, Mario, and trying to use we the people in the world to go against the Chinese, which didn't. We don't need that in the world. We don't need a race war. We don't need to see people 
all you know Chinese out of places beating them, throwing them out of their country, and we don't need to see Chinese doing that. These people trying to play on our psyche, just like the other day with with George Floyd. If people were not careful, it would have turned into a black and white race war worldwide, which we don't want that. We need people to live together. The main, the main problem America and these Western countries face, when they can come up with a solution how to turn out enough goods, for the people and the population which is rising more and more every day then they can get away china but believe you me get reading of china out of your country is not the help and not the solution it's not part of the problem part of the problem is it's with your government and my government in our Western countries. Richarding people need to stand up. Thousand U.S. citizens live. Over 1,300 U.S. companies operate in Hong Kong. Of them, nearly 300 have their regional headquarters in the city. And over 85,000 U.S. citizens live there. Most of these people might need to leave the city. And their leaving would mean large amounts of money and corporations will leave with them. There you go. I have just said it. There you go. And the game goes same way in America too. Because if the Chinese were to leave, they would leave with the capital. The Chinese have the most vast capital and money in the world right now. They have the know-how to mass manufacture tons of things overnight i'm not saying we can't do it we can do it but when our leaders have the money could do it they did not they all privatized the sector most people does not know they are not telling the people the truth. They were the one who privatized the sectors, the government, and their corporate friends for they want to benefit. Privatizing the system means they make money. There is no money in paying American people to manufacture goods. There is more money in business for them to just order six containers of things and sell it for 10 times the price they buy it. Simple maths. World conspiracy, deep state funding elite. And they make it seem as if the Chinese just leave China and come to America and Britain and other places and just take over works. It's ludicrous. Not practical. These people... These government, these co-corporate, these banking organizations, they all give China our country. They all give our country to China on a silver platter. And you know why? To get Chinese money.
to get the Chinese money. Now most of them in the world are debted to China. This never happened overnight. This was something developing in the making long time. Now they are having the world pumped up against each other. Question one. Will America and China fight a war in the modern future? Or maybe short? Question two. Will China be the number one financial superpower? Question three. How are they going to stop China with China's vast rapid development, mass manufacturing, and cheap labor? live there. Most of these people might need to leave the city, and their leaving would mean large amounts of money and corporations will leave with them. The revocation will also hurt China's foreign investment. Hong Kong has long been China's gateway to attracting foreign investment. It accounts for two-thirds of China's overall foreign investment inflows, but now they're at risk following Trump's announcement. The city is also a major destination for the initial public offerings of Chinese companies. That's where mainland Chinese corporations, including many state-owned firms, raise funds from foreign investors. Beijing's new law could cause Hong Kong's stock market to lose foreign investment, prompting suffering for Chinese companies. This comes as Washington is already tightening its regulations for Chinese companies to be listed on U.S. indices. The revocation also affects U.S. technology exports to the city. Currently, the U.S. is much more lenient with Hong Kong than with mainland China when it comes to exporting sensitive technology. That's in part because China remains under sanction following the 1989 Tiananmen Square massacre. There you had it. China remains under sanction, but the government of America, Great Britain and many more leading countries in the world still doing business with them. You know what will happen to Andrew P if it was me doing business with China? They would brand me as a traitor, a terrorist, a spy. If I does not give in to their demands by stop doing business with China. So how is it sanction is on China? Same way from in the 50s till now it, have, it haven't lifted. But they are doing business with China. Isn't this Hypocritical. You are saying don't kill on one hand and on the left hand you are killing. It's world conspiracy, deep state funding elite. Through the transfer supporting sensitive technology, that's in part because China remains under sanction following the 1989 Tiananmen Square massacre. Through the transfer center of Hong Kong, the Chinese Communist Party can indirectly acquire many sensitive technologies from Western countries. Many of these technologies can be used for military purposes. If Hong Kong lost its special status, this channel for the CCP to get advanced technology is basically cut off. The United States is Hong Kong's second largest trading partner. A revocation of Hong Kong's status will unavoidably impact U.S. businesses' interests there.
it will have an impact on the U.S., but such impact is relatively small compared with the effect on the CCP. Under the bigger picture of the U.S.-China clashes, it is actually impossible for either side to strike the other without affecting oneself. This is, in fact, impossible right now. Despite rising concerns, Trump didn't mention any change to the phase one U.S.-China trade deal. He also didn't comment on the possibility of stopping the free exchange of U.S. and Hong Kong dollars, which could have massive effects on both Hong Kong and China's economies. Protesters. So there you had it. There you had it. Sanction is on China from in 1989 demonstration, but yet still the, the legitimate government still doing business with them. These people make me want to laugh. It's a world conspiracy talk show with your host, Andrew P, on the conspiracy radio, up in Sheer FM radio. And they are full of conspiracy, deep state, elite tricks. And if you doubt me, you doubt me, do your own homework, do your own research. Seek and find. And in the meantime, pay attention to this critical piece of information. Ever since the coronavirus pandemic caused travel restrictions, lockdowns, and economic downturns around the world, it was being expected that this pandemic will give way to a new world order. At the start of our broadcast, let's take you sector by sector. Remember, when you look at the Indian border, which is about 3,488 kilometers long with the Chinese army, there are three sectors. You've got the Northern sector, the Central Army Command, and then the Eastern Army Command. So let's go sector by sector. Then we'll go across into China and show you the kind of deployment on the Chinese side of the border. And then we'll tell you why India actually has the edge. So first is the Northern Army Command, which is Uttarakhand and uh, Ladakh. And of course, along the Pakistan uh, border, which is the line of control. But right now we're dealing with the line of actual control, we're dealing with uh, part of Himachal Pradesh and with Ladakh. That's the Northern Army Command, which has 34,000 troops. Then there is the Central Army Command, which is largely in the Uttarakhand sector, which is 15,500 troops. And I'm dealing only with the part of the army that is currently taking on China. Uh, let's shift now to the Eastern Army Command, which is the bulk of India's fighting force against uh, China, which is 1 lakh. 75,000 people. So if I combine the Eastern Army Command, the Central Army Command, and the North... So there you go. There you have one more example. So now all eyes is on China. So we even see where Indian, India and China have a standoff border issue. Where the Chinese allege that Indian crossed the border in their territory and the Indians lay their allegation that it was China who came across the border. World conspiracy. And we see the makings of something that can spill over in a world war. Which we does not need that in the world right now. Too much people in the world suffering.
on all sides, Chinese sides, white side, Indian side, black side, all side. That would cause worldwide chaos, shortage of food, financial collapsing, raising of oil price, rising of food price. Necessity gets scarce in times of war. So why and China, why China and India plan to come with this border? war at a time like this is it influenced and pumped up and pumped up by the capitalists in congress and white house or is it just a legitimate border dispute with two nations which cannot see eye to eye with each other Richard, I think that the two nations should be joining force together and come together to live in harmony, in harmony and peace. To build both their countries, not putting up border where the other one can pass. We need bridges. We need to see. Chinese and Indians, black and white, all people live together as one. Because at the end of the day, we are the people who feel it most. These big capitalists, deep state funding elite, they ain't feeling any pain. They don't have no food shortage. They are not sending their children to go fight war and die. It's we, the poor people, face all that. We are the one in the world who feels it all. When these big elites plan to get up and fight their power struggle, or their brain struggle, we are the people who feel it when oil prices gone up oil gets scarce food prices gone up food gets short we are the ones who feel it who have to send our sons to fight war and die for these guys sit in their limousine drink champagne have big function big banquet while we stand the bill world conspiracy deep state funding elite command we've got two lakh twenty five thousand boots on the ground to take on china let's now look at what we're up against on the chinese side now the three sectors again we'll start with the tibet military district which has forty thousand army personnel across the tibet military district on the chinese side to take on india which is the longest boundary that they have, which is just opposite India. Then they also rely on troops, which are currently in the Xinjiang military district, which is 70,000. But as you see on the Chinese map, a lot of these troops are much further away from the India border. But this is part of China's fighting formations against the Indian army. 
then finally, there is the Western Theatre Command, which is between roughly 90,000 to 1 lakh 20,000 army personnel. So if you combine three military commands, the army commands of uh, the Chinese army, that's 2 lakh 4,000 to 2 lakh 34,000. Let's now compare uh, how this uh, compares between the Indian army that's deployed. So we've got 2,25,000 boots deployed on the ground to take on the Chinese army. China has between 2,4,000 and 2,34,000, but a fair part of this, and we'll build into this once we start our conversation with the military experts, a fair part of the Chinese army is actually quite far away from the India-China border, and therefore they're not able to mobilize quite as quickly because the Indian army that's deployed in the north and the east is deployed directly against the Chinese. So that's a ground forces comparison. Let's now do the same with uh, the Air Force. And I'll start with showing you the Indian air bases, the kind of fighter jets we have, and then compare them with the Chinese. So let's start with the Western Air Command. This is the Western Air Command, which we're dealing with right now. So while a large part of the fighting force, the Western Air Command is actually directed against Pakistan, but a lot of these air bases at places like Srinagar, Pathankot, Adampur, Ambala can be used against China as well. And then, of course, there is the base at Leh, where we have 75 fighters, 34 ground attack aircraft in the Western Air Command of the Indian Air Force. The Central Air Command, which has air bases in Bareilly, Gwalior, and Gorakhpur in East Uttar Pradesh, have 94 fighters and 34 ground attack aircraft. After this, let's now come to the Eastern Air Command, and you've got Tezpur, Chabua, Jalpaiguri, and I'm not including over here the AGLs, which are the Advanced Landing Grounds, which is essentially, um, you've got in the forward areas, airstrips where we can land military aircraft, but which are not as well-equipped as a regular airbase would be. But when you need to push and land uh, military transport aircraft there, you want to send your equipment, they most certainly can be used. The Eastern Air Command is 101 fighters. So if I combine all these three, you've got the Western Air Command with 75 fighters, 34 ground attack aircraft, the Central Air Command, 94 fighters, 34 ground attack aircraft, the Eastern Air Command with 101 fighters. So that's the Indian Air Force that's deployed against the Chinese Air Force. Now let's see what... So there you had it. One big massive deployment on both sides. On both sides. Fighting over border. I think the border should be free where people from China and India can cross and relate to each other free of cost with no problem, no strings attached. We need to break down these boundaries and barriers which separate people. These big elites, deep states, they don't separate, they all come together. They even have the international police task force called Interpol. Go anywhere and fight crime. Go for anyone they want. These guys, much as you see China and India government against one another, Xi Jinping come to India, they will protect him with their life, the elite forces and the elite people. And the leader from India go to China, they do the same. It's just we the people fooling ourselves we ain't coming together we are making these people who are blind old folks who need to be run out of power and put in brighter 
brilliant young people with visions for tomorrow. We make these old fools continue leading us into the roads of destruction and war. And Richard, it is hard to teach an old snake trick. They don't change. These guys is just all about one policy, world domination, total power, total annihilation. We the people need to rise up and stand up against these oppression. Okay? Pay attention to this great controversy. Great, great controversy. And it's a world conspiracy talk show with your host, Andrew P. Beijing is bracing for a potential second wave of virus outbreaks, and the new cluster of cases at a wholesale market has spread to three other provinces. Top officials warn that the outbreak will widen. TikTok permanently shut down a Chinese student's account in less than 24 hours. This as he posted a video on the platform mocking the regime and its leader. Chinese consulates in the U.S. using a new strategy as tensions continue to rise between Washington and Beijing. While the move seems generous, many say there are conditions attached. And the Chinese regime stepping up its surveillance. Now it can track its citizens on public transit in real time. That's on top of tracking them at schools and in shopping malls. Welcome to China In Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. A huge wholesale food market in Beijing is closed with a second day of record high CCP virus cases and no clear source of the cluster. Security is tight around a massive Beijing food market that's been linked to a recent surge in COVID-19 cases. The city reported 36 new infections on Monday, a second consecutive day of record numbers, creating the biggest concentration of infections in the city since February. The cases have been linked to the Xin Feidi wholesale food market. It's closed to the public and tens of thousands of people living nearby are being tested. Shinfidi is vast. It claims to be the largest agricultural wholesale market in Asia. It supplies 80% of Beijing's vegetables and meat over an area roughly the size of 160 football pitches. Some provincial governments are warning residents not to travel to the capital. Liaoning and Hebei province have reported a handful of cases connected to Beijing. Accountant Ms. Han says the situation is of concern. I would be lying if I said I wasn't worried. I came to Beijing on the 13th. If this was one day later, then I definitely wouldn't be able to come and find an internship. The origin of this outbreak has not yet been identified. China's capital city, Beijing, is bracing for a potential second wave of virus outbreak after Beijing, a neighboring city, also announced wartime emergency. China's capital city, Beijing, is bracing for a potential second wave of virus outbreak after Beijing, a neighboring city, also announced wartime emergency status. The new cluster of cases has spread to three provinces. Waiting in long lines, residents in Beijing prepare to get tested for the CCP virus, commonly known as the coronavirus. The Chinese capital city is under wartime emergency mode after a new cluster of cases emerged at the city's largest wholesale food market. 
79 new cases over the past four days. Most have contact history with the market, some visiting there around two weeks ago. Officials say over 200,000 people have been to the market since. Ten more neighborhoods nearby locked down, bringing the total number to 21. The now-closed market is only 10 miles away from China's central government complex, Zhongnanhai. Beijing is conducting testing in the neighborhoods. Officials knock on every house's door to check if anyone visited the market. Those that have get tested. A Chinese medical expert who has become well-known during the pandemic made comments on social media. Zhang Wenhong said that all cases linked to the market so they can be traced. But the huge amount of traffic passing through means it's not easy to predict where new clusters will emerge. Supplying nearly 80% of Beijing's vegetables, the market is also well-connected with other cities and provinces. Officials say cases related to the market have spread to three other provinces, including Hebei, Liaoning, and Sichuan. Another neighboring city of Beijing also announced wartime status. At least 10 Chinese cities and provinces have issued warnings to residents not to go to the capital and asking all who went there recently to report to authorities. Two district officials and the general manager of the Xinfadi market were fired on Sunday for failing to control the outbreak. Chinese health officials say they don't know the origin of the outbreak, saying it's definitely not from Beijing, but is imported. State media quoting a Chinese CDC expert says, There you go. One more world conspiracy again. So it's not from China. It was imported from some foreign place, as according to the news report. And on the next and you listen to the next news report, it's telling you that the virus is an original Chinese virus. The president of America even called it a China virus. I don't know. I leave my listeners to make their own decision on that one. That the virus could come from European and asking all who went there recently to report to authorities. Two district officials and the general manager of the Xinfadi market were fired on Sunday for failing to control the outbreak. Chinese health officials say they don't know the origin of the outbreak, saying it's definitely not from Beijing, but is imported. State media quoting a Chinese CDC expert says that the virus could come from European countries or from American countries or could be from Russia. Beijing has previously claimed... There you go. So the Chinese are saying it might be from Europe, America, or even Russia. What world conspiracy are we living in? You know, I feel all of these elite guys all in it together. Yeah, that's my personal views right now. I feel all of these elites are all in it. So now you see the virus is making a next comeback. Freddy Cougar style. Ha, 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 ha. And this trip, they are saying it's not a Chinese origin. It was imported maybe from Europe, America, or Russia. These are some serious drums. The Chinese are beating serious allegation. Are these just allegation?
are are these facts i don't know what does my listeners think tech scene share your views let me know what you think is this really an imported european virus an american virus or maybe an russian as the chinese are saying or is it just deep state funding elite cover plots and tricks by the Chinese communist government? In the virus, state media quoting a Chinese CDC expert says that the virus could come from European countries or from American countries or could be from Russia. Beijing has previously claimed the virus originated from the US, then said it could be from Italy or France. The virus first broke out in Wuhan, China. Chinese Vice Premier Sun Chunlan said it's highly likely that the outbreak will widen. According to Chinese authorities, the CCP virus has been found on cutting boards used to slice imported salmon. Major supermarkets in Beijing have started removing salmon from store shelves. Some markets in other cities are also doing the same. Other kinds of fish and even some vegetables have been impacted and are being thrown out. Two leading salmon suppliers in Denmark and Norway told Reuters that they can't send any salmon to China because the market is closed. They also noted that none of their employees have tested positive for the virus. It is commonly believed to be rare for fish to become infected with the CCP virus. That's because the CCP virus is a kind of pneumonia, an illness that targets the lungs. But fish do not have lungs. So there you go. One more example of how they have been tricked in us and telling the people lies for years. Now, it's, now they move it from the bat and the pangling to know a fish. But the doctors and scientists are telling you that it is impossible because fish does not have lungs. I was saying this long, long time ago. Brother Jama was saying this long, long time ago. These people taking us in the world for fool. And to the ordinary people listening, sometimes might say, wow, what Andrew P is saying, what Jama might be over there saying. There you go. This wasn't reported by Andrew P in our Jama Rock. Narshir FM radio. We does not have reporters with CNN status and stations like those. It's came in from the same big networks, which most of you people in the world put your faith and trust in, like all you put your faith and trust in Bill Gates with the vaccine. It's coming from the arse's mouth. At first, a bat that flies in the air and only comes out at night dark, when it's dark, and a pengling who is on the ground. Now it's a fish, a salmon fish in the sea are all the way from Denmark and Canada, those countries where salmon fishes. What world conspiracy? Ha, 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 ha. Merry Christmas. What world conspiracy? These people taking us for a goddamn fools.
And the worst thing is about it, we the people continue to believe in, in these people and their networks and what they are saying and turning ourselves into a goddamn idiot. So it's moved from the bat to the pengling. Now it's in the fish. I don't know, probably tomorrow morning it might be in a cigarette, maybe in a giant. Maybe they might say it's a bottle of water. It's all world conspiracy, deep state funding elite. Pay attention. Vegetables have been impacted in Saudi market. We're fired on Sunday for failing to control. They even involve vegetable in it. So vegetable is now giving people coronavirus. What nonsense. What nonsense they are telling us vegetable is now giving people coronavirus. I think we the people out here in the world put too much trust and faith in these people who continue to play out themselves in front of the camera and us as a total liars. Taking us for a joyride, playing with our brains. The outbreak. Chinese health officials say they don't know the origin of the outbreak, saying it's definitely not from Beijing, but is imported. State media quoting a Chinese CDC expert says that the virus could come from European countries or from American countries or could be from Russia. Beijing has previously claimed the virus originated from the U.S., then said it could be from Italy or France. The virus first broke out in Wuhan, China. Chinese Vice Premier Sun Chunlan said it's highly likely that the outbreak will widen. According to Chinese authorities, the CCP virus has been found on cutting boards used to slice imported salmon. Major supermarkets in Beijing have started removing salmon from store shelves. Some markets in other cities are also doing the same. Other kinds of fish and even some vegetables have been impacted and are being thrown out. Two leading salmon suppliers in Denmark and Norway told Reuters that they can't send any salmon to China because the market is closed. They also noted that none of their employees have tested positive for the virus. It is commonly believed to be rare for fish to become infected with the CCP virus. That's because the CCP virus is a kind of pneumonia, an illness that targets the lungs. But fish do not have lungs. According to Chinese state-run media, genetic traces of the virus from the Beijing market outbreak suggest it could have come from Europe. Keith Neal, a retired professor of epidemiology at Britain's University of Nottingham, says any link to salmon was likely the result of cross-contamination. He explained that China gave the world this virus and it was always very likely to give it back to them. Finding a strain prevalent in Europe probably reflects people returning to China after traveling to Europe. Some Chinese netizens appear to be doubting the Chinese communist regime's imported salmon narrative. One user wrote that Chinese authorities are misleading people to believe the virus is from abroad, like Norway, Canada, the U.S., Australia, and others. China's 50-cent army may now be turning into a 20-cent army. That's after it became a partially 70-center army in recent months. The colloquial name describes how the Chinese communist regime pays internet users to post or circulate propaganda online and on social media. But China's economy is suffering. Its 50-cent army may soon turn into 40-cent army or even 20-cent army. According to one job advertisement, those hired will be paid 40, 30, or even 20 cents per comment. 
China's central bank has given American Express the green light to start processing transactions in China's currency, the yuan. The action gives the U.S. card company access to the country's market. Amex is the first foreign payment network to be licensed for transactions in mainland China. The country has long restricted foreign companies' access to its financial sector. But now they have to open up their economy to American financial service providers, thanks to the phase one trade deal made with the U.S. earlier this year. Tensions between the U.S. and China are on the rise, but China is now taking a different approach. Chinese consulates in the U.S. are pushing humanitarian aid and investment. One NBC News investigation found all five Chinese consulate in the U.S., including the embassy in Washington, are part of it. The consulates have been donating food and other needed items to healthcare workers in areas hit hard by the virus. While the donations are needed, they come with conditions. These displays of generosity come with Chinese media coverage, showcased by the consulates and the Chinese regime on social media. The events are translated into multiple languages and pushed across several media platforms. It's reminiscent of the Belt and Road Initiative when the regime invested billions into developing countries, which then became indebted to Beijing. The financial dependence allows Beijing to wield political power over them. Earlier this year, Beijing donated medical supplies to several countries, but most of it failed to meet quality standards and was unusable. A Wall Street Journal analysis has found that more than 1,300 Chinese medical suppliers who are registered to sell protective gear in the U.S. used fake addresses located in America. The analysis found that in one example, a Delaware entity listed a false address and an out-of-service phone number. All foreign manufacturers that make medical gear are required to have a representative in the U.S. to serve as a point of contact between overseas firms and the FDA. According to a database of corporate records, at least 1,300 Chinese firms listed CCTC Service Inc. as their U.S. agent, but no company with that name exists in the U.S. In May, the FDA pulled permission for over 60 Chinese firms to export N95-style masks to the U.S. That's after the agency found a large number of the products didn't meet quality standards. Federal prosecutors have also filed a recent criminal complaint against a Chinese manufacturer. The firm was among those that listed CCTC as a U.S. agent. The FDA investigator said since the agent didn't respond to emails, there is probable cause to believe CCTC is a fictitious corporation. The Chinese company has declined to comment and has not responded to the legal complaint. Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee are calling for a review into the controversial EB-5 visa program. The program gives green cards to foreign investors that create jobs in the U.S. According to some members of the committee, it has become clear that the Chinese Communist Party may be abusing the program to get the members into the U.S. They now say it's... So, there you go. You notice everything. It's against China, China, and China, China. Do. So these are the, are the visas they issue to business people who provide works. But now they are looking in to restrict it and stop it for the Chinese business people. I think they are going down the wrong road, down a world conspiracy, world war road, which is not nice for no one in the world. And you guys must resist from going down that road.
It's too painful for the people. Time to examine the program just as Congress is currently reevaluating the U.S. and China relationship. Elsewhere on Capitol Hill, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo met with foreign ministers of the 27 European Union countries over their handling of Israel, China, and international organizations. The EU foreign ministers say that fundamentally the two sides share the same assessment of China, but that their approach is different. They added that they should be able to find common ground to cooperate. The EU is currently working to reach a unified position on China. The U.S. is in talks with Brazil over funding acquiring 5G gear produced by telecoms companies Ericsson and Nokia. This comes amid fears that Chinese tech giant Huawei could pose a risk to national security, a claim the firm strongly denies. Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro says his government will take security and foreign policy into account when considering its 5G strategy. Talks around 5G have surpassed telecommunications and have entered the geopolitical realm. As tensions rise between Washington and Beijing, other countries are being pulled into the fray. While China has had its presence in Brazil for the last 20 years, the U.S. is urging governments around the world, including Brazil, should avoid Huawei, citing security concerns. Until recently, Romanian nuclear power company Nuclear Electrica was negotiating the construction of two nuclear reactors with China's National Nuclear Corporation. But now the Romanian government has requested that negotiations end. The country says it will find new partners for the project instead of working with the Chinese company. Romanian Prime Minister Ludovic Orban says it's clear to him that the project will not work well if done with China. Romania would have served as a springboard for Beijing to enter the EU's nuclear energy market and an open door for China to promote its Belt and Road Initiative in Eastern Europe. Romania's energy minister suggested the country cooperate with NATO partners on a new project instead. A Chinese student studying in the U.S. had his account on the video platform TikTok closed down permanently. He had posted a video mocking the communist regime. He tells us about his reaction. NTD's Juliet Song reports. When a Chinese student in the U.S. posted a video mocking the Chinese communist regime on TikTok, he didn't expect what happened next. The next morning, in less than 24 hours, TikTok deleted my account permanently. TikTok is a video app popular with American teenagers. Its popularity surged during the virus pandemic. In the first quarter of this year, the app recorded over 2 billion downloads. The country with the third highest downloads was the U.S. This hugely popular app was owned by a company in Beijing. Joe is very angry that his account was shut down because he uses the overseas version of the app. Since it operates in the United States, it should follow U.S. law. TikTok's Chinese counterpart censored criticism of the communist regime, but it said it would treat its overseas users differently. It is an outrage that the company goes against regulations and suppresses our freedom of speech. He thinks the account shutdown has to do with the company's ties to Beijing. Zhou made the video after Hong Kong passed a controversial bill. It means anyone who disrespects China's national anthem could face up to three years in prison. Hong Kong pro-democracy activists see the bill as infringement on their freedom of expression. Joe also expressed his anger over the bill. The Chinese Communist Party has no right to dominate and control Hong Kong like this, and I'm very angry about it. 
Zhou says Beijing's influence is not limited to Hong Kong. The regime has been sending student spies to steal intellectual property in Western countries. Beijing also uses its economic ties to take revenge and control freedom of speech in the free world. For example, after Australia demanded an investigation into the origin of the CCP virus, China imposed an 80% tariff on Australian barley imports. All those things that the Chinese Communist Party has done are threatening the safety of the world and humanity. So I think someone must speak up and resist their vicious deeds. That's how I got my courage to speak out. Joe is the only one in his family that is anti-communism. Not only my parents, my entire family are devoted Communist Party supporters. But he is different due to his past experiences. Joe said at 18, his mother tried sending him to a Beijing college, saying he could earn a lot of money if he got in. So, there you are. There you go, I let it play for people to see. Because you know the world conspiracy talk show, we deal with facts, not HBO, nor Cinemax, okay? And we ain't gonna be partial, nor favoritism. We put a fire on China, communist government, for continuously spying on the people, manipulating the people, in breaching the people's rights. They're all the same, whether from America, China, England, and anyway, they're all world conspiracy, deep state funding elite, and they all come together and do the same thing. So it's no different out there, China spy on the people out here. We have the same problem with Google and our phone and many other more. So any angle you check it, spin the kind head or tails, red pill, blue pill, it's the same thing. Same world conspiracy, world conspirators, deep state funding elite. As I say, it's only we, the ordinary people, who are feeling the effect of any of all these things. They feel none. I passed all their tests. In the end, they asked me to pledge loyalty to the Communist Party and the state. Immediately, I realized something was wrong. This is really weird. And I instantly rejected the college's offer. After I went home, my mom finally admitted that it was a college for training spies for the Communist Party. He also doesn't like the education indoctrination. Joe said his school in the mainland forbade students to pursue their own personality and free will. What I'm thinking about in my head is my own individual freedom. It's my human right. What does it have to do with anybody else? After college, he was able to use software to cross over China's massive internet censorship system. He learned more about the vicious deeds of the communist regime. Longing for democracy and freedom, Joe went to the U.S. to study in 2011. He is now in his second master's degree. He says he doesn't plan on going back to China because he could face prison for mocking the party. Reporting by Juliet Song, NTD News. A violent knife attack in Hong Kong injured a bystander who tried to intervene. The bystander of pro-democracy protesters says he does not regret it. A man injured when defending a reporter for a sister media, the Epoch Times, says he has no regrets about stepping in. 
A man was hospitalized with two severed nerves in his hand when he stepped in to try to stop the knife attack. His actions protected part-time videographer Jerry from the attacker. A man in a white shirt is wielding a knife, turning it to Jerry. The camera drops to the ground. A young man, a bystander, grabs the knife with his bare hands and stops the attack. Despite the serious injury, the man urged fellow Hong Kongers to be ready to defend their freedoms and values. His friend. So there you had it. World turmoil in Hong Kong. Hong Kong world turned upside down. World conspiracy. Deep state funding elite. And as I read the paper, the papers, I look at the title. The EU may dump US and choose China as future partner. Okay. So, I would like to know what my listeners think about this. And this does not come from no local YouTube blogger. No one looking at hype nor a name. I am reading a paper from out of England. And the headline, EU may dump US and choose China as future partner. Ain't that ironic? Coincidence? Coaccidence? You tell me. The same China. All of them are planning to sue for the coronavirus to ruin their economy and many other more. They are planning to cut in off business trade with China and many other. But the, U, the UN, on one hand, is saying, as the paper is saying, the EU may dump US and choose China as future partner. And we see where Donald Trump tells the UK to choose one between them and China. So as we see, world conspiracy, deep state funding, elite, covert practice. Are we looking at the making of a world war on our hands? Or is it just all deep state conspiracy come together with the EU, China and America and many other because many people have been misunderstanding. Many people have the impression in the back of their head that America represent good and represent their good against China and other countries. But they sanction we the people and small business entrepreneur, but they the government and the big corporate Nikes and many of them free to go there and do business move even their headquarters, move away Americans, jobs, Canadian jobs, EU jobs, jobs from all over the West to go there. Now they are rolling out this. So on one hand, you're having some in Europe saying Australia and them coming together with America and other country, Japan and India to join the pressure against China. But on the left hand, you have the EU saying that they may 
dump US and choose China as future partner. So all these things is just world conspiracy. I told the people, these things are just the plans and the disguise to keep we, the people, occupied. Keep debating, quarreling, arguing over who is right from who is not wrong. Meanwhile, all these Masons' plans, because they are all capitalists and Chapanor Masons, all their plan is to plunge the American economy in the ground to move the world power structure to either China or Israel or somewhere else. It's a world conspiracy, and the people does not see through it. Most of the people cannot see through the plot that they are planning. All these things ain't coincident. The president of America, Australia, and them are saying to hell with China. The EU are saying, okay, we may dump US to do business with Chinese in the future. And we see where the president of America is sending threat to Britain, the UK, making the prime minister and the British capitalists deep state know that they may have to choose between America and China. This, this is what all these things build up in the media to do, disguise us from the truth. What is the real truth? That's what the coronavirus and many other designed to do. Plunge the American economy into the ground and move the power structure either to China or somewhere else. It's a world conspiracy. And you are listening to the Conspiracy Talk Show with your host Andrew P on the Conspiracy Radio and Share FM Radio as it gets better and better, deeper and deeper. that accompanied him to the hospital told us his words. He warned against indifference to the ongoing fight for democracy in Hong Kong. He said if people don't bother to come out en masse to show their support and just rely on others, the effect can be contagious. The Malaysian prime minister warns the Philippines about bad Chinese money. Is this the beginning of a new era in the South China Sea? This is China Uncensored. I'm Chris Chappell. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for the latest China news and click the notification bell icon. That way, you'll get an alert each time we publish a new episode. The Philippines, one of my favorite places in Southeast Asia, mostly because of the food. Last week, Malaysian Prime Minister Mahathir Mohamad made a state visit to the Philippines. We also discuss on economic matters. The trade between both countries are increasing but they are largely in favor of Malaysia. I believe there is still room for improvement. And from my meeting with Mr. President, we would encourage private sectors from both countries to explore opportunities to coll of collaboration and venture in new cooperation and investments. But while Mahathir was trying to warm ties between Malaysia and the Philippines, he had a word of warning about another country, China. Speaking to a Filipino news network, Mahathir said, if you borrow huge sums of money from China and then you cannot pay, when the person is a borrower, he is under the control of the lender. So we have to be very careful about that. 
I'm sure he wasn't talking about any borrower in particular. He just said countries like the Philippines should regulate or limit influences from China. You know, so those borrowers don't get Sri Lanka. See, in 2008, Sri Lanka began construction of a deep water container port funded by Chinese loans. Ten years later, when Sri Lanka couldn't pay the loans back, China forced Sri Lanka to give them the port on a 99-year lease, a port that could someday become an ideal naval base to be used against no country in particular. How does Malaysian Prime Minister Mahathir know so much about the Chinese regime using debt to trap other countries into making bad deals? That is, debt trap diplomacy. Okay, and that is the reason why he knows it's because he have been down the same road. He has been down the same road. And this is how China has taken over the world economies and the world capitalist leaders, not just with cheaper goods, cheaper labor, but with bailing out countries out of debts, buying up their debts, buying up big projects for them standing, security for big projects in the end to pay back Chinese come in and take over. It's world conspiracy, deep state funding elite. And you're listening to the World Conspiracy Talk Show with your host, Andrew Peep. Well, Malaysia was almost a victim of it. Malaysia's previous prime minister, who was massively corrupt, by the way, secured $34 billion worth of Chinese-funded infrastructure projects. Those included a Chinese state-owned company buying a 40% stake in a deep-water shipping port near Kuantan. The Chinese Communist Party does love its ports. It was going to be a key part of the Chinese Communist Party's Belt and Road Initiative. That's a global network of trade routes and infrastructure projects that China is creating and that basically drive debt trap diplomacy, or as Chinese state-run media likes to call it, win-win cooperation. Because no matter what happens, China wins. Until... Mahathir Mohamed took the 2018 election in his own surprise win. That happened after the massive corruption of the previous prime minister had been exposed. Corruption that the Chinese regime had agreed to help him cover up in exchange for Belt and Road deals. What's a few billion dollars between friends? Well, a few billion dollars plus illegally spying on journalists. Unsurprisingly, Mahathir made Chinese infrastructure projects and influence a key issue in his campaign. None of our people are employed as workers. None of our companies are used for, for designing and planning and supervising, etc. We gain nothing. And since Mahathir took office, he's been negotiating or canceling what he thinks are unfair Chinese infrastructure deals. For example, he's renegotiated a $20 billion rail link and completely scrapped Chinese-backed oil and gas pipelines. That was a big hiccup in the Chinese regime's plans for control of Southeast Asia. And now, Mahathir is encouraging Philippine President Duterte to do the same. Kind of like your friend warning you against dating his crazy ex. But how many of us actually listen to that friend? Before Duterte was elected in 2016, China and the Philippines had been in a standoff 
over territorial disputes in the South China Sea. But Duterte decided to set those disputes aside. Instead, he focused on an ambitious $180 billion project he creatively called Build, Build, Build. But the problem was money, money, money. And that opened the door to Chinese investment. In 2016, Duterte secured $24 billion in investment, credit, and loan pledges from Chinese President Xi Jinping's government to upgrade his country's infrastructure. Okay, so there you go. That goes to legitimate what I was saying, no lie. It's all in the financial, that's how China take over the world and these guys. That's how the WHO, the World Aid Organization, could hide up a coronavirus for them. Not just the WHO, but other leading countries play their role. We're taking long to put in implements and step to prevent the coronavirus from spreading amongst people because they all owe China debt. According to the London-based think tank, Capital Economics, corruption problems are a part of Chinese investments, and the Philippines already has a trade imbalance approaching unsustainable levels, meaning it imports way more than it exports. And so, Mahathir told Duterte, you know, countries who take out big Chinese loans, I'm not naming names here, but maybe they should be careful. Fortunately for the Philippines, China has been a bit slow about making good on that $24 billion they pledged to upgrade infrastructure. And the Philippine Finance Secretary says the Philippines will definitely never get caught in a Chinese debt trap. I mean, sure, it happened to Sri Lanka, Pakistan, Montenegro, the Maldives, Djibouti, and a bunch of other countries, but it'll never happen to the Philippines. Okay, and he forgot to leave out... Uh, he forgot and he leave out America. America economy is overwhelmed with debt and depression. And it was the Chinese who bought up all of their debts, especially underneath Obama and President Trump. And That's true, if they don't take too much Chinese money. Either way, though, there's another of these Djibouti and a bunch of other countries, but... It'll never happen to the Philippines. That's true, if they don't take too much Chinese money. Either way, though, there's another aspect of the Chinese regime's debt trap diplomacy Mahathir also warned about. Too many Chinese workers. He said foreign direct investment should not involve bringing huge numbers of foreigners to live in the country because that might disturb the political equations in the country. In other words, these foreigners are taking our jobs! Somehow it sounds so different coming out of the mouth of a 93-year-old doctor. Since Duterte took office in 2016, somewhere between two and 300,000 Chinese workers have come to the Philippines. The population has basically tripled. Chinese nationals now get more than half the working visas granted by the Philippines and the majority of special work permits. And a lot of them work in online casinos, which is a very interesting career choice. Plus, a lot of Chinese workers are in the Philippines illegally. Recently, the government has been conducting mass raids. And Mahathir said, if huge numbers of any foreigners come to live and stay in the country, or even to influence the economy, then you have to do some rethinking, whether it is good or bad, or the limits that we have to impose on them. You know, any foreigners, not from any country in particular. But for China, 
Mahathir threw a major wrench in the communist regime's plan to use debt trap diplomacy in Malaysia. And if he's now becoming a rallying point for other Southeast Asian nations to abandon China's version of so-called win-win cooperation, it might just become a lose-lose.